0: Yeah, I I should win just because you had the Timberwolves in the 8th seed. Blasilevsky's been playing
1: really well, and the Lightning have a great offense. Yeah, it was
0: a tremendous shot, and I've come to expect it from LeBron. I I, I would say I wish the best for the Red Sox, but as a Yankees fan, that's really hard for me to do. The biggest addition to me is Jalen Brunson. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that's all I have to say. He's still a top-five quarterback in this league, and there's nothing really anyone can do about it.
1: Why'd you have to name him? Like, seriously. Like, thanks, man. Who would have thought? Five
0: years ago that the Clippers and Nets would be facing in the finals. How
1: is Joe Burrow going to get the ball to them if his butt is already on the ground?
0: Uh, crazy. And for the, for the fans at home. Hello, I'm Sy Mendenhall and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with
1: Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NBA Opinions of the Week. It is the day after the trade deadline. I am joined by the man that I have heard. Say the words Daniel Gafford multiple times, Austin.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been weird. It, the weirdest thing, Kevin, to me, uh, coming from someone who's obviously watched the Wizards for a while, is that when we traded KP, when we traded Bradley Beal, we did not get a single first round pick, but we do get a first round pick for Daniel Gafford. I I'm happy that we finally have a pick to show for some of our good players. Gafford was easily our best defender. Uh, great rim presence, one of my favorite players we've had in a while. So I'm sad to see him go, but at least we got a first-round pick for it, which I was shocked we never got for Beal or Kristaps, but I'm more happy that we traded Gafford, even though he's one of my favorite players that have played for us, because we got a first-round pick, and now we have something to show for uh, someone we traded.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm glad I checked, um, because I couldn't remember... I was like, I'm pretty sure Austin's a big Gafford fan. And I was worried when they said draft compensation. So I'm like, are we giving up our first? You did get a first, but it was in a, it was just like a magical first
0: that's from the Thunder. Um, hey, no, it's so, your first, but I think you'd already made the trade before.
1: N- n- well, so what the Mavs did apparently was they got a 2024 first by agreeing to do a pick swap with the Oklahoma city thunder in 2028. And from that pick swap, the thunder gave us for a second, a 2024 first round pick that we then used to
0: send to the wizards. Does that make sense? Or no. Uh, not entirely you're saying that they sent one to you to send to us it's a three-team trade i thought yeah it is a three-team trade so why would they send it to you to send to
1: us why wouldn't they just send it to us yeah they sent it straight to you yeah i said for like a second but yeah so it's basically pick swap between the mavs and thunder to uh and the thunder send the first round pick their this year's first round pick to the wizards and the wizards send daniel gafford and then in a separate trade, the Mavs traded the 2026 first-round pick to, for P.J. Washington. Got it. But um, so it, te- it wasn't our first. It's confusing, but I'm glad we got Gafford, um, even though it, I, from what I've been reading, people are like, man, these are some high-risk moves. And I'm like,
0: I, I think the Mavs are just in that situation. Given I don't the, think you know, Gafford's all that high risk. I think there. PJ Washington is. Okay. I think the PJ Washington trade is high risk because I don't he is so inconsistent and has been his entire career that you could get poor games come playoff time. I could definitely see that being a reality. Uh with Gafford though, he's just a consistent defensive presence. He averages a lot of steals, a lot of blocks for his position. Uh he's not a great rebounder, which I do think is maybe the problem with him. I still think he should start over Lively though. I think he's a better player than Lively and I think that he has more experience. He's actually played in the playoffs. so
1: Yeah. I'm so I'm happy. We got Gafford. I I don't know if I told you, I was like, man, it'd be cool if we got Daniel Gafford because of just the center wise. And he's 25 years old. He's on a nice contract and just, it gives center depth. Now I'm not opposed to Lively starting or Gafford uh, starting um, just because I like Lively, but I understand the differences I think the goal is Gafford will be the backup center, but he's gonna do he's gonna do starts be because Lively's injured and Lively's been injured. I want to
0: say maybe ten or fifteen games this season. I, I think Gafford's just a superior uh, player, so I, I don't know why he wouldn't start. He's a much better uh, like Lively's a fine defender, sure, but. Gafford has actually played in the playoffs, so he has experience in that realm. He's Gafford's a better defender. He averages 1.0 uh, steals and 2.2 2 blocks. That's 3.2 stocks, which whenever I say stocks, I mean steals plus yeah, blocks. blocks. So he averages a lot of stocks, some of the most stocks in the league. And then he also averages eight rebounds a game, almost three offensive rebounds per game. He's just in my opinion, a superior player to Lively. I know you guys want to start Lively because of where he was taken, but I, he averages less points, less rebounds, less blocks, less steals, less everything. He's just, I think, a worse version of Gafford. Maybe in the future, Lively is the, the starter, but Gafford's still young, and I think come playoff time, Luke is going to want to play with a player who has more experience, who averages more of every stat, and is definitely a better defender at this point in his career.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm not sure about Gafford. How does... Because the thing with Lively, too, is when Luka's getting double teamed, uh, Lively will come up to the free throw line, Luka will throw it to him, and then Lively will quickly find someone else, and that stops the double teams from happening. And we'll just have to see with Gafford. Well, I, um, I
0: mean, it, yeah. Gafford averages more assists than Lively. Okay. Lively only averages 1.3 assists. I don't think Lively is all that spectacular of a passer, and you could teach Gafford to do that stuff. I think... I think Gafford's just easily the better player. It, it Both can shoot free throws, which I do think is a plus for both. Like, a lot of uh, – well, Lively was supposed to be able to shoot free throws, but Lively this year only shoots 54%. Yeah, he's uh, – but on. In his college career, he shot well, but Gafford shoots 71% from the free throw line. If you put Gafford on the court, you don't really have a, oh, let's foul the center at the end of the game so he doesn't make free throws. I've watched Gafford hit clutch free throws. He's a great free throw shooter for centers because centers aren't usually the best free throw shooters for centers. Gafford is a great free throw shooter. So I think, especially in the, the game off, maybe he doesn't start. But last five minutes should be Gafford's minutes. He, I think is he earned that with the Wizards. He played amazing for us, even in that small playoff run that we had against Embiid. He was still averaging oh, a steal per game, two blocks per game, 12 points while shooting extremely efficiently. And like I said, he could hit free throws, which I, I don't think any other center on the mass has been proven to do yet.
1: Yeah, and you do, uh, to your point, I think the last time um, a a rookie center was having considerable playoff minutes or considerable minutes for a playoff team was Yao Ming. And uh, people will talk about Walker Kessler, Jazz weren't a playoff team. So to your point, Gafford could be, will most likely be starting in the playoffs. But the greater issue is, or greater point for positive for Mavs fans and just people watching the Mavs is, we're splitting hairs over two really good defensive centers. Compared, the maps haven't had a great defensive center since Tyson
0: Chandler. Or would you say Jordan, DeAndre Jordan? Yeah, I was thinking Jordan. Okay. If you're talking about just defensively speaking, DeAndre Jordan, uh, while he's not Tyson Chandler, he, he still made... Uh, multiple all-defensive teams in his career. And by the time he was on the maps, he was not bad. He was still averaging 0.7 steals and 1.1 blocks, which maybe isn't like his peak, but is definitely not bad. So I, I, I do think that he was probably your last good defensive center. I don't think you guys yeah. have had a good defensive center since him.
1: Yeah, and he was only on the team for six months because that's when they sent him to in the KP trade. Yeah, so just to the point, this is huge for the Mavs and the defensive center, and what I've been hearing, that will help P.J. Washington, um, because he's done well with, he plays better defensively when he has a defensive center, and this year, that's why his numbers were bad, because um, Mark Williams was out.
0: I think that's a little bit of hopeful mass fans, okay. a little bit. I I don't think P.J. Washington's all that special of a defender. If you need a good center to be a good defender at the four, I don't necessarily think you're all that great because P- the four isn't normally a position nowadays. It's just driving. They're also shooting threes and playing around. P.J. Washington isn't the greatest defender. You guys aren't trading for him for defense. Okay. Well, I think they are doing defensively,
1: and it's they're trying to upgrade from Grant Williams, which – if if from the Hornets side, I like what they got for PJ Washington. They got a first round pick. They also got Grant Williams, who I was high on him when they got him. A lot of uh, I don't know if you've seen the Twitter. A lot of fans for the Mavs just hated Grant Williams. I'm like, you know, he's in a bad stretch. For Charlotte, they can reclaim some value from him. I I think he's gonna break out of it. I think he's innocent. I could be totally wrong. And I just don't think – I think the Mavs don't have the time or didn't want to have the time to mess with Grant and give him time. So that's why they're like, okay, we're going to go get P.J. Washington.
0: Yeah, I get that. But P.J. was only really effective on the Hornets when Lamelo Ball is also out. So he was really their primary scorer along with Miles Bridges. I, I – look, I'm a little bit biased in the sense that I, I only really see Wizards Twitter and Mavs Twitter. And Mavs Twitter, whenever they get a player, they're so excited. Like, this player is going to be great. And then they turn on him so quickly. I, I I feel like you guys are so much of a fan of PJ Washington now, just like you were Grant Williams. And I don't think the upgrade is all as much as you guys think. PJ Washington is struggled shooting the ball this year. And you you're gonna need four spacing to beat uh teams in the playoffs. Uh he's only shooting thirty two percent. I'm sure he will go up with Luca, but it, it it just seems like whenever they make additions, they're extremely happy about it, no matter what. And Trading a player away just seems like they lose what they – they said this player was supposed to be so good, and then when they wasn't, everyone's shocked. Well, no, it, it's it's not I, – I don't think P.J. Washington is like this outstanding player. I do think that he can be better than Grant Williams, given the right circumstances. I think that he has – uh, he, he needs a new – some new scenery, so that's good. But I don't think you guys are getting necessarily like a crazy upgrade.
1: Yeah, no, and you do bring up a good point because, yeah, I remember people when I was excited
0: too about uh, Christian Wood and that did not turn out well. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think he was going to work because I, I didn't think yeah. he was good enough defensively when you guys yeah. need a defense. And Christian Wood's a great offensive player, but he was never a stellar defensive player. So
1: Yeah, and then Rashawn Holmes, but I, I was more excited just because of they got Omax in that deal. And I thought when I compared Omax and Lively, I thought Omax was going to be – the quicker contributor off the bench, but now it's actually been lively. Um, I think because lively's played well, but also, uh, Oh, max just ha- needs more time. So I think those are some of the deals. And I do think the Mavs are one of, they were two of the bigger moves this year. It wasn't a major deadline move, but I like they're trying to upgrade. And I think probably with Gafford now, they're a better team because they didn't have anyone outside of lively um, because it, the other center was Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleba, but now you actually have a legit center that can compete for the starting why? job yeah, yeah. we're we gonna
0: have? I think he's better and he has more experience I don't know why you guys wouldn't start him come playoff time because he has he's played in the playoffs before and starting a rookie center who's 19 versus Gafford who I think is better across the board even if it is just slightly you would want to start the better player who has experience I would assume I mean I yeah. could I could be wrong. I, I think Kid's probably gonna go Gafford just because I don't think he likes playing rookies too. So we'll have to see. Well, yeah, you know, I wouldn't even think this would be a rookie decision. Like I said, I think Gafford's better, even if it is just slightly across the board. I think he's a much better defender at this point in his career. But if you're going rebounds just slightly, scoring just slightly, he's much more efficient at the free throw line, which I do think matters come last five minutes. But I, I, I like that trade for the Mass. That's that's definitely my favorite of the two because I, I actually think that. P.J. Washington does have experience in the playoffs and you're going to want to have experience in playoff time and getting a guy who's been there before, I do think means something. Yeah.
1: So I think, um, yeah, I'm really happy about Dafford and it's just the idea of P.J. Washington. We'll have to see how it works of a big defensive wing because he does have a bigger wingspan of Grant than Grant Williams. So it's They're trying to fix the issue they were trying to fix in the summer when they traded Grant was just get a big, young defensive wing. P.J. Washington and Grant Williams are the same age. Both play similar positions. Do they – because they're looking for that fourth starter uh, or the four starter because they have a good defensive center, Gafford or Lively. Then the three they're still figuring out, but then you have the one and two and Luca and Kyrie – and they just need more defensive help which is why I think PJ Washington's starting to help but i i, th- I think they got better in this than what they were and that's probably be- yeah that's because of Gafford and just the increase in the center room and the possibilities of that so i think now they can be a playoff team i was i was i remember i was hopeful in the offseason that they would be a playoff team they were struggling, and I think they can be a play. I feel better that they can be a playoff team. Uh, how do you feel about their playoff chances?
0: I don't think they're too much improved. I, I I do think they will be, but I the West is so good. I don't think they're going to be a top six team. Like if they make it, they're going to have to go through the plan, and that's going to be tough.
1: Um, but. So they were the team that did a flurry of moves. Then I think the team that made the most moves or got, or I feel better about is the New York Knicks.
0: I was, I agree. Uh, Getting Boyan Bogdanovich is huge. I think that's the biggest move. And I think that that is massive. Uh, We will be doing a video shortly regarding the Knicks. They have had a lot of injuries. O.G. Ananobi is out for another three weeks for uh, a loose body in his elbow. He had to get surgery on, but the Knicks look dangerous, fully healthy. And I, I think with Brunson, with with Randall, with Dante Divincenzo playing, has he has Josh Hart had a triple double last night? Hartenstein got hurt in that game as well. They're just not a healthy team, but fully healthy, I do think they are legit. But this move bolsters are scoring while they already have good defense.
1: Yes, and the thing is, the Mavs currently for the differences, the Mavs are at the eight seed right now. Uh, the Knicks are currently at the four seed, and they made moves just to fill. I think you and I are both a fan of. Just well rounded teams, deep teams. And you mentioned Boyan. I think that accomplishes that trade. Those trades accomplish a deep team for the Knicks.
0: Yeah. And, and they're really tied. They're tied for third. So they're, they're technically oh, they're tied forward, for but they're, okay. they're, they They them and the Bucks are both 33 and 19. But I also want to point this out right now because we're, uh, we're, we mentioned our five players that need to be traded each. Boyan Bogdanovich is online. Killian Hayes, who got cut, was on mine. So I said, I guess we could say, yeah. need to be moved. And then also, Royce O'Neill was on mine. And then for you, Royce O'Neill, Evan Fournier was a part of this trade. Yes. And then uh, uh, Beverly got traded. Beverly. So we each had three, right? Yeah. Had, your other Beverly, two was DeMar and Royce, Caruso. And DeMar and Caruso didn't get traded. Yeah. I also had and, Royce O'Neill. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I said that. So that's great. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. So. And then um, my three were Royce O'Neal, Killian Hayes, and Boy, uh, Boyan. Because I, I guess you could call released, moved. He needed to. I'm he needed shocked. to leave, however way possible. I'm shocked they released him. Him being such a high pick and releasing him is definitely a questionable decision. We'll see if anyone decides to pick him up to give him a last chance. But and
1: uh, you talked about Nick's injuries. I believe they have three spots on the buyout market. Correct. I think so. So, I think, do we see a team that's rebuilding sign Killian Hayes, or do we see a team
0: trying to compete in the playoffs sign Killian Hayes? That's a good question. It's going to depend on what Killian Hayes is willing to do. I I, I think it'll probably be a rebuilding team, but I I could see it being a Knicks-type team.
1: But, yeah, now... You mentioned, or we'll talk about this in the Knicks video, but to me, the Knicks stood out because they just, they're already a deep, they're already a good team compared to the Mavericks. It's more about potential with the Mavericks. The proof is in the pudding for the Knicks, and they just added onto that getting Bojan, that's huge. They also got Alec Burks, which could help with the loss of the, with Emmanuel quickly, which they used to get um, OG and Anobi.
0: Uh, Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think another big move is the Royce O'Neal trade. I think that's a great trade for the Suns. Royce O'Neal has playoff experience. He's a great player. I I, I think them being able to add him to uh, to a team that doesn't really have that much depth is huge. I could see him starting uh, by the time they make the playoffs because I, I think that they could go small and uh, they're only going to have who is that four starter? Is, it, is it, It's Beal, Booker, KD. Right now, who is that four? Oh, man. That's a good question. I want to say, was it? Because I've seen them start Eric Gordon at times or uh, Grayson Allen at times, but at, do they have that set in stone? Because I could really see KD playing the four and then Royce O'Neal playing the three or Royce O'Neal playing the four and yeah, then they I, just have their center reuse advantage.
1: I don't think there was a consistent... Um, choice. I think it was an alternating thing. Yeah, I, I was surprised they actually pulled that off because Royce O'Neill I think is a great wing defender, and it's someone a team like the Suns need. Just that role player that's just so good.
0: Yeah, he can do so much. I, I I definitely think he could be in a big minute guy come playoff time. And he's going to need to be, if it's straights' going to work out because the Suns, again, are not a deep team. Their guy yes. that started the most um, it, it would be Grayson Allen. But I think you could play KD at the four. And I think that Royce O'Neill is better than Grayson Allen. Even though Grayson Allen, I, I'm looking at his splits and maybe not because he is shooting 52% of the field, 49% from three and 88% from the free throw line, which is crazy. But if you're talking about rebounding defense and a lot of other stuff Royce O'Neal is definitely a better player so I I definitely think he could start at the three if they wanted to uh, do something different but I do think this is a great trade for the Suns
1: yeah me too that was another trade I was like man they got good um be just because like we talk about them being a deep team this is what you're missing when you shoot for that third superstar And another thing. Oh, I want to talk about Buddy Heald. This is confusing. What is the idea for the Pacers with trading away Buddy Heald? Because to me, that shows, you know, we're not going to put our foot to the gas while the Siakam trade was our foot
0: is down to the floor. Uh, What are your thoughts on Buddy Heald being traded? I don't know. It always seems like I'm ready for Buddy to break out as a scorer and he never does. I do think this emo- uh this this moment for the Sixers where they are struggling so much because of Embiid's injury. He could play more, but I don't even know if he necessarily would start. I I I don't really know how that really works out because they're starting Maxie Tobias Harris they're starting Melton a lot when he's healthy, and they're starting Ubre. I, I guess they would start him over Melton, but Melton is their kind of defensive guy, so I don't really know. He could also start over Batum, I guess, which probably would be what he does, even though Batum is shooting extremely efficiently. But I don't know. It, it just... I Ever since I watched Buddy play in college, I've expected him to become a player that he just hasn't become, and I don't know if the Sixers is the spot for him.
1: Yeah, and another thing from the Sixers in the video where we talked about Patrick Beverly getting traded, you're like, they need to get a center. Well, they traded Patrick Beverly, and they got campaign back. So another guard into the mix.
0: Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Do you think that this makes the Sixers a lot better? Uh, I'm not
1: sure. I like them getting more guards and maybe they're going to go to the buyout market for maybe a backup center that can fill in. I like them getting buddy healed because of a shooter because of the three point shot. And now if Embiid gets back, that's good for them because to me, he's a win now player. um, And it just didn't make sense to me that the Pacers got rid of a, a win now player because you gave up so much for Siakam, you gotta try to compete.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I agree. So we'll see if this works out. Yeah. It was a s it
1: was an active deadline. It wasn't something noteworthy, but I, I do feel like
0: teams got better. Yes. And I definitely think that uh we'll have to see. How this works? I don't think that now we could make a distinction on a lot of these whether they were good or not. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hopeful. That's a good point, and we'll just have to see. But uh, yeah, I think the teams that sold, or when I think of the Wizards, they got a first round pick for Gaffer, which is good. Same thing, with the Hornets. Even though they're so bad, they got an asset or something that could turn into an asset with Grant Williams, because I think he breaks out of it. It could be wrong, but they also got a first round pick. And then, oh, yeah, OKC with Gordon Hayward. I was a little shocked. I was like, that's an intriguing. I I, I
0: like that. I almost had Gordon Hayward on my need to be traded, but I thought he was injured, but I think he's not injured. I just think now, I I think he's just not playing because he doesn't want to play for the Hornets. So I definitely could see him uh, making an impact. He's another player that has playoff experience, been there, done that. And on a team that is so young, you do need that veteran presence. It's
1: a nice swing from the uh, Thunder And they're really not going to lose a lot just because of their assets that they have and what they gave up. And so I see the value there, but I was like, hmm, I was not expecting
0: Gordon Hayward to be traded. Yeah, I, I, I didn't necessarily expect it because I thought he was injured, but I guess he's not. And he's just ready to play now.
1: Yeah, so that's all we got. I'll toss this over to you to close it out.
0: Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and please let us know how you feel about these trades in the comments.